Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We'll be This episode of the commercial break. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Do you know what I'm saying? Children, lock your doors. Should lock that. your doors. That's it. I'm gonna have like a little. I think I'm gonna get like a little sign made. Get a little, you know, just to use the scrunchy roll. Yeah, EPM in progress. You know what I'm saying? And just EPM in progress. <laughs> I'm just gonna hang it out the front door. <laughs> Next sticker: EPM in progress. Write it in the book. There it is. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Oh, yeah, cats and kittens, welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is the director of Tyranny, Kristen, <laughs> Christina. <laughs> Sorry, Tina. <laughs> Tina, best to you, Tina. Best to you, Brian. Oh, my gosh. So, with so many people, you know, with all the seats changing, I'm having a hard time keeping up with the well, names. we got Christina's and Chrissy's. Christina's and, and Christina's, yeah. yeah. And there's something like embedded into my brain after 6,000 hours of this stupid show that I'm just like, you know, best to you, Chrissy. Yeah. And so you're best Christina, you, Chrissy, Tina. Anyway. Yeah. Best to all of you. <laughs> best to everybody, whatever your name is. Uh, so thanks for joining us back in the program. Chrissy's taking a couple additional days off to be with family. And so Tina has joined me in studio. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. So happy to have you. I want you to take a guess on something. If... The Beatles were to sell one of their Grammy Awards, of which they received, I think, a bunch. If they were to sell one of those on the open market, take a guess at how much the open market might pay for a Grammy won by one of the Beatles. Uh, 20000 20000 I don't know. 20000 <laughs> Are you even living under a rock? <laughs> you know? Do you... I'm not talking... Uh, 20000 <laughs> How, another zero, two hundred, twenty thousand. Really? I'm. I wouldn't pay that for it. Okay, I would have thought twenty million. Like I would have thought this is clearly a prized piece for any collector. A Grammy won by. by the Beatles, handed to one of the Beatles. But I am wrong. I am closer to you than I was closer to my own guess, which is they say it's going to go for about five hundred thousand dollars, half a million bucks. Wow. 
to me, that seems like a rather small amount of money to pay for a Grammy won by the Beatles. Wouldn't you think? I don't know. Why? I mean, it's who does it actually have any value to? I mean, besides I the Beatle himself? I don't or, know. I don't, what does a pixelated dick pic have value? And people pay that shit I, on yeah, NFTs all the time. I don't value things the same way other people do. I'd rather have a beach house, honestly. I'd rather have a beach house, too. But if, I, if I'm if i buying a $500,000 Grammy, it's likely... Tchotchke. Tchotchke. It's likely <laughs> I also have a beach house. Do you know True. what I'm saying? Probably There's some so. expendable cash running around. Could be a huge investment. You never know. But I would think... That it would go for a lot of money. It's only worth what someone's willing to pay for well, it. Well, goddamn, get yeah. on the stick, guys. Someone pay some ridiculous amount of money so we can talk about how you waste your cash. Please. <laughs> it's like that girl who did the $69, $59 million wedding at the Palace of Versailles. Out of control. And then the guy got was <laughs> to going jail. to court. Yeah, he's going to jail. <laughs> Maybe for the rest of his life. Insane. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? But, you know, I, I think you're right about this. There's a huge collectible market. Yes. And there are a lot of people, including professional uh, athletes, all investors, hedge funds, all kind of people who get in on this action. Sports because, memorabilia is yeah. huge, yeah. They're selling Pokemon cards for millions of dollars. I hope my kids have some of those. Oh, my God. They... I go to McDonald's, I don't know, it was like four months ago, five months ago, whatever. We go through McDonald's, I get the happy shit a meal or whatever the kids are eating. <laughs> and they have Pokemon cards that they're giving away as the happy meal. The toy, yeah. So the kids are with their greasy ketchup fingers are trying to open those things. And I'm like, God, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> I gotta look this up yes. first. <laughs> first of all, let's put on uh let's put on some cloth gloves. Let's disinfect <laughs> the entire area. Let's get a magnifying glass out. I need cameras with four angles. Get into the studio. Give me the Pokemon. That's Eat right. your nuggets. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about the Pokemon. You're too young to understand it. You me, can't even however. read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just hoping upon I know. My kids are like, what's a Dottle Boodle? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. know, but it's worth a million dollars. So don't put touch it on it. eBay. That's right. Out. That's right. <laughs> this is my next Dick Chasey collection. That's is right. Happy Meal Pokemon cards. I am flabbergasted that people are paying this kind of money for these Pokemon yes. cards. But to the Pokemon collecting world, of which a lot of now professional business people are getting involved. So crazy. It's a thing. If a Pokemon card can go for $14 million, why the fuck is Paul McCartney's Grammy not worth at least a million dollars? Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. It is, yeah. I would not pay that. That wouldn't be my where I would waste my money. Nope. But I have 26 children, so I got quite the college fund I you need to get together. You got plenty of places to put that money. Even if I wanted to, Astrid <laughs> would be like, I don't think so, Brian. <laughs> I don't think for one fucking second you're going to buy anything that is not approved by me first because those kids are going to school and I don't care what you say about your stupid Grammy. She would also say, why are we buying a Grammy? What, yeah, who's for, yeah. I know. She said the same thing about the Pearl Jam posters. I, for a hot minute I was like, ooh, I want to buy this one. Ooh, I'm going to buy that one. You know how much they're worth? Much less than what I bought them for. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping track on that. The only collectibles in the world that lose value are the ones that I start collecting and I'm just glad I stayed out of the NFT world because that would have been a hot disaster had I done that. The NFTs, those NFTs, I, I I never understood it in the first place. No. And I think a lot of people are now coming to the realization that the NFT concept has a lot of value. There's value there. Something's going to happen with the NFT world. It's not gone away. It's not going away. Uh, however, trading pixelated art for millions of dollars, 
makes little to zero sense. Yes. Because I can literally take a picture of your bored ape and keep it on my and phone feel if like I, I want. I own it yeah. myself. Yeah. And the only thing, you know, I understand there's perks like parties and get togethers and all Are that other stuff. Yes. That's the whole thing about those bored mm-hmm. apes is you get to be in the bored ape yacht club, I think is what they call it, or bored ape. Do you something. have to have a yacht? I would highly doubt that most bored ape collectors. <laughs> Have a yacht. Maybe they have a glass bottom boat. Hey, Maybe that's a thing they have. Party barge. In Texas. Really? That surprised me. Uh, we were talking about a friend who, who had a job once as a glass party. bottom boat driver. Party barge captain. Was it a party barge? It was a party barge. And But was he like in Galveston where you could actually go out into the ocean? Um, Victoria. Victoria? Yeah. Isn't that like Coast. brackish, weird water in Texas? Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not beautiful. Like when I think of going to like, you know, the white sand beaches of Okalapa, Florida or something like that, <laughs> I don't think of going to the white sand beaches of Galveston, Galveston Texas. Texas. <laughs> Isn't it just like an oil refinery or something? I'm so misinformed. Somebody correct me. <laughs> but I don't think of the beaches of like, you know, no. Texas. So glass bottom boat, you're just going out there to drink essentially. Yeah. You're going to hope that you find a dead body. Let's be honest about it. Everyone's <laughs> hoping that a dead body shows up and you're all of a sudden a part of some true crime podcast that That's you can right. break down and we'll find who killed this lady. Um, so the the board apes, the whole concept around board apes and why they are so still very expensive is because you belong to an exclusive club where you get exclusive. Can't you shit. just join a country club or? Polo fields or... Yeah, I think this is our new polo fields. You know is what I'm saying? I'd be surprised if the country clubs survive much longer. I mean, it's a horrible amount of money to pay to show up. I mean, I guess you have a bar, you know. I guess it's your like your own bar. Whatever people are into. I guess. But I don't know about the country club. It's, that's not for me. But then again, I don't have enough money to get into a country club. So me, Yeah, me either. I just don't ever think about country clubs. Also not sure that's where I would waste my money if I could. I... Only if I had, only if it was like there was a good reason to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like all of my friends were already part of the country club. Every single one of my friends Every was already part one. of the country club. <laughs> there was a blowjob station or some glory hole in the clubhouse or something like that. Like blow there had to karaoke. be like a yeah, the blowjob karaoke. That's right, kakioki, kakioki. Somebody would have to present me with a some kind of fantastic perk. In yes. order for me to pay a yearly fee and then on top of that annual dues and all this other stuff. We belonged one time to like a beach club. Mm-hmm. We, we we had some property and we belonged to the beach club that was in the neighborhood. Yeah. And I just didn't at the end of the day see the value in it. It like had a pool. The community association. Yeah, the community yeah. association. Yeah. But it was like a little bit more exclusive than that. Like you had to pay a little bit of extra money to get into this particular sure. beach club. And yeah, you had beach chairs whenever you needed them. But you can go to Walmart and buy beach chairs. You know what I'm saying? You can, but you have to drag those out yourself. Well, so I, I, see I have been known as a very lazy person, <laughs> but I think I can drag the beach chairs. I'm that dad. I'm paying the forty bucks. I'm not taking. I'd, I'm not taking the chairs. The cooler is is enough. Well, when I go, well, this was we had a home there, right? We had a place there, yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, you know that we were renting out when we weren't there. But or a condo is probably a small, shitty condo <laughs> built in the fifties. But I was that dad. I was carrying everything on my mm-hmm. back. And I did the, that for know, a few years. Yards. But I'm with you. If I go on vacation, this is where I spend my money. Not on a Grammy, but no. I would. I will not for a second think twice about paying that person $10 on the beach, $20 on the beach, so that I can go ahead and get my little corner of paradise yes. in the front row. Set my umbrella. That's Give me it. the chairs. Yep. I want shade. 
Yep. If you can bring a cocktail to those who want one, I certainly would appreciate it. But that's not your style. That's okay. We'll bring our own. Like when we went to Spain, you go to Spain and there are some beaches where the local government allows a private company to sell the chairs on these yep. beautiful beaches in Spain, right? Um, so there's, you know, you, I don't know, 10 euros, 10 euros per chair. Maybe you can get 40 euros. You can get a little umbrella with a couple of different chairs, you know, like a little area. Yeah. And then they have the government run chairs, That's which are weird. out 24 hours a day. And they have someone that comes around, cleans them up and makes them appropriate. But you actually put the money in a box like you would in an old parking lot, right? Okay. Tell it's me which number. System. Yeah, the honor yeah. system. And then you get a little key. And then that key has a little locker on the back of the umbrella. So you can do the whole thing. That is like two years. It's nothing. That's crazy. I wish uh, our great United States would do that. Our great our, United States will not beaches. do that. This is why we need America to be great again, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of NFTs, Donald Trump's on his second NFT collection. Oh, Did you see that? No. He's like, you know, help support my legal defense fund. Help support the legal defense fund by buying these great NFTs. And they're all like caricatures drawn of Trump. But the difference in this like series too, this, I read the fine print, by the way, and I want you to hear this. So these Trump cards are announced sometime over the last couple of weeks. Go to this website. You can buy one or you can buy 47 of them because he was the 47th president, right? Oh, mm -hmm. If you buy the whole collection, which is 47, then you get a piece a strip of the clothing that donald trump wore to be jailed here in atlanta so he took the suit and, and he cut it. it up yeah <laughs> my beautiful suit is sitting everywhere <laughs> you know my beautiful suit is in tatters and i'm this, ready to send this it to somehow you is more entertaining to me than the grammy a piece of tr Trump's jailware? A piece of, of Trump's, Trump's jailware. Jail he says it's the single most important artifact in American history because he will never surrender. However, I think he fails to understand that the suit that he wore to surrender to jail <laughs> the is not is the, yeah, the never <laughs> surrender doesn't work. I don't care what your political leanings oh, are. That's just either. clear as That's, day. Yeah. You did surrender, and now you're shredding up the suit and selling it. Okay, whatever. You got some legal uh, bills that are clearly mounting. Yeah. So, fine. Whatever. 47 cards, piece of the clothing, and you get to go down to a party at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Okay. Now, See, now there perks. you go. This is an NFT. This is what we're talking about, yeah. right? There's perks to this. Okay. And I can clearly see this is going to sell out lickety split. Surely. I don't know how many pieces you how get much? out of a suit. It's like 99 bucks per card or something like that. Okay. So, you know, you pay spend $5,000. Okay. Yeah, you spend $5,000. You get an inv invite to Mar-a-Lago. They make it clear they're paying for nothing except for the dinner that you attend. Oh. They also make it clear that you cannot resell the cards at least for one year. What about the piece of the suit? Because here's where I think the real money is. This at. is where the money is. <laughs> because how many pieces of a suit could you really get out Honestly. of Honestly. I mean, he's a big boy, so there's, it's true. you know, and is it the shirt, the tie? He says the suit, just the suit. That's what he, that's what he said in this video that he made to introduce it. But I've got to imagine that if they sell well, he's going all the way down to the underwear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's where the real money the is. Socks, then you're going to pay like $10,000. Shocks, socks, the confiscated shoelaces. shoelaces. <laughs> that's right. Depends. Whatever it is, he's going to go depends. all the way. <laughs> 
It's going to go oh, all the way to the diaper bottom. Oh, not the diaper eating lady. Well, she's coming after She's coming it. after Donald's. <laughs> Be careful, Donald. There are some weird people out there. That might go in your favor. You could sell that one thing. She would smell that for at least a week. That goes for $500,000. <laughs> right. that, that goes that. for half a million. And I can see paying half a million <laughs> for that. Donald's wet diapers. Yeah, the <laughs> diaper that I pissed in as I was surrendering to never surrender. <laughs> oh, gross! And that's as close as we get to politics on the show, kids. That's right, guys. Uh, you know, listen, I I get it. He has to raise money to he he should have a legal defense. That absolutely should be something he should do. What piece of clothing could you sell to raise oh, money? I don't know. The Save Ferris shirt that never seems to get <laughs> off my back that has permanent sweat stains and deodorant smells like my deodorant even after I wash it. That's what I could sell. And unfortunately, I just don't think we're getting $99 for that. I mean, I guess we I could, could cut it up. We could try. We could try. I'd give it all to charity. I don't know what charity. This charity, the commercial break charity, commercial break. Uh, feed the commercial break. I think I could probably sell the Save Ferris shirt. I think that's one thing that anybody who watched the YouTube, but unfortunately, no one watches the YouTube. So there we go. 146 views. 146 <laughs> views. I fart and get more views. It's my favorite comment of it's all time. It's my favorite comment of all time, to which I really wanted to respond. I agree. Tell yeah, YouTube tell us, to stop shadow tell banning us the me. Secret. Yeah. Yes. Tell the YouTube to stop shadow banning us. I think this is a thing. I think we got shadow banned for some reason or another. Maybe it's all the TLC shit that we put on. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But it's very strange. It's very strange. So we put out this video on uh, Steve O. And over the course of a couple of days, it just didn't go anywhere. Like it did nothing. Some of our, one of our uh, videos has like, I don't know, uh, 170,000 views, but most of them, a large majority of them get less than 5,000 views because either no one watches it or we're shadow banned. That's the only thing I can think of. There are much dumber podcasts out there to get much yes. more views. Yep. And I'm saying that knowing how just how terrible we are. So <laughs> very mediocre. Extremely <laughs> mediocre. We ride the we ride the edge. I think sometimes we get a laugh, but most of the time we're just dumb. And so some guy is a couple hundred views and some guy says, "I get more views when, when I record I, when I record a fart." <laughs> I agree with you, bro. I agree Which with you. Which is just audio, unless he's actually recording, you know. The actual yeah, the patootie visual. tang? Yeah. Yeah, the, the patootie tang. <laughs> the saint. Listen, I get it. And by the way, I think that's going to be our, he's our new lead writer on the show. <laughs> he's funnier out. than we are. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. I got lots more to talk about. And uh, Tina's here with me. So, so grateful to have you in the chair, Tina. So happy to be here. Okay, we'll take a short break. And then we will, uh, yeah, we'll come back. Why not? <laughs> Look, I know you guys are getting really sick of me, but that is too bad. It's my job. Now, go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video content and get your little booty over to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Want to chat? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. Too embarrassed for your voice to be on the show? We understand. Text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. Can't even do that? No worries. Just follow us on TikTok at TCB Podcast and on Instagram at The Commercial Break. And if you can't even be seen doing that, just listen to these sponsors and let's get back to the show. 
everybody. Wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Okay, do you want to know what the single biggest challenge for me as a single person was? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking nutritious meals. Do you want to know what the biggest challenge for me as a human with 25 to 60 family members living in my house? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking a nutritious meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's a big stress point around here. And since I don't really know how to cook, that stress often falls on other family members. But this holiday season, we're going to try something different. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help us fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to our door. Because Factor's never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, all you have to do is heat and enjoy. You can choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And guess what? It's all delivered right to your front door. With Factor, we can be assured that we're making sustainable choices. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Hey, look at that, a company who's trying to do some good. So head to factormeals.com slash commercialbreak50 and use the code commercialbreak50 to get 50% off. That's code commercialbreak50 at factormeals.com slash commercialbreak50 and get 50% off. We also want to thank Factor for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we're back with Tina on Hi, the commercial break. <laughs> I love how Dr. Phil said our name. The commercial break. All right, Doc Phil. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, speaking of Doc Phil, what do you think about Ozempic? Oh, I think it should be pulled from the market. You think it should be pulled from the market? You feel that strongly about yeah, it? Yeah, my cousin passed away at the top of the year from an Ozempic situation. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. What happened, if you mind sharing? Well, she was on it. She started having like heart flutters. She's 38 years old. Palpitations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. her dad is my godfather, actually, uh, a surgeon here in Atlanta. And he was like, stop the Ozempic immediately. She stopped it. The heart flutters went away. She thought, eh, I'll I'm start good it now. again. Yeah. Yep. And she went into cardiac arrest, and they couldn't get to her fast enough because her dog was out of the crate. So when the paramedics showed up... He tried to attack them. No, they waited for animal control before they even went in the house. Oh, Jesus Jones. Yep. You're kidding me. Nope. Isn't that like a dereliction of duty or something I'm like serious. that? I'm serious. It was... Yeah. That's... Yep. Is there a lawsuit, I hope, sometime with someone? No. Okay. All right. Well, I understand. It's a tough situation. Sticky situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ozempic, I know, for, I have friends that are on Ozempic, and I've not used it, and no one that I know super close. They're like, saying like 12 <clears> people <throat> a day are dying from it. I just watched a special on 60 Minutes Australia about a gentleman who had a wife. The kid, their daughter was getting married. The wife really wanted to fit into a dress. Mm-hmm. And so for six months, she was on Ozempic. And she was constantly throwing up, constantly having diarrhea, constantly having problems, headaches and stomach issues and heart palpitations and all this other stuff. And he, she went to the doctor. The doctor was like, you got to uh, went to the doctor that was not prescribing her Ozempic. And he's like, listen, I suggest you stop the Ozempic because it's not we don't really know 
all the ramifications of taking it in this manner, and it may be causing a lot of your issues. But she just refused because she wanted to get in that dress, yep. and she was losing weight. <clears throat> yep. So husband, I think this, the story goes, woke up one day, makes some coffee, gets some breakfast. Wife's not out of bed yet. He goes upstairs, and she's aspirated on her own. Uh, puke. Yep. And so, and he just, was just too late. He had to save her. So I, and, and I have friends who are on Ozempic who also are, one of them made a joke. She said, I don't know, I was going over to see Chrissy or something and some friends were coming along and one of the friends was on Ozempic and I said, hey, listen, I'll stop by and get some donuts. You can bring some coffee, whatever. And she said, yeah, bring the donuts. I shouldn't eat them, but don't worry. Ozempic will take care of it. And she had like this, you know, she put this like emoji of or this picture of you know, poop sliding down yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a slide, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I guess that's, okay. yeah. And I, so I don't know all the medical ramifications of taking Ozempic, but now I've got friends that are taking it. So I know it's a very popular thing to do because yes. when my friends start taking it, you know, then <laughs> the trend is the trend is definitely made its way. Made into, its, yeah. yeah, that's right. It's so, but lots of people are way, losing weight on it also. Mm -hmm. And one of the people who has been questioned about that is Oprah. And so Oprah recently said, "Listen, I'm done shaming other people. I take Ozempic along with uh, eating right and doing exercise, and I don't want to be shamed about it. And I'm not going to shame anybody else about it. Like it's part of my yeah. medical, you know, it's part of what I do is my medical regimen, yeah. my health care." And who amongst us wouldn't like to lose 10 to 15% of our body weight? Sure. sure. Right. But I also sense that there probably is no good shortcut to that. Right. There, there you just is probably have to eat right. Yeah. Exercise. Do a little exercise. Yeah. Move your body around. Yeah. And then I think there probably are medical cases where it's clear that some kind of medical you intervention take ally. needs to happen. I think Ally is one of the better ones oh, out the, there. Ally? Yeah. Oh. We're, just, is, we're not, we're not yeah. uh, pitching these, by I'm the way. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 There are some things you can take that are not as tragic as Ozempic. Yeah. Well, here's the hope and, you know, they figure out what's going on with Ozempic so that they can... I just don't know how it got on the market without with all these problems. It's a diabetes drug, and people realized that they were losing weight on it. Like, they were losing their appetite. They didn't want to eat as much. They yeah. were losing weight. And so there you go. Off-label. I think it's still off-label, isn't it? I don't think that the FDA has approved Ozempic for weight loss. I don't know. No, no, really. no. Not for weight loss. For diabetes. For treatment. diabetes. Yeah. Right. Type and, 1 diabetes, if I'm not mistaken, because that's yeah. why my cousin was taking it. And, and isn't there people who actually need that medication? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's just being... Yeah, er erroneously prescribed, perhaps. Well, if you're on Ozempic, good luck to you on your weight Please, loss journey. I'm not here to determine whether or not yeah. that's good for you or not good for you. And I'm not here to tell you to take it or not take it. And I don't care. Like, my personal feelings are, if that's where you feel you are, yep. go for it. Just be aware that, you be know, careful. there may be some side effects. So here's what led me to think about Oprah in the first place. Did you see this Drew Barrymore interview that Oprah did? No. Oprah went on Drew Barrymore's show. And I don't know if you, and by the way, love Drew Barrymore. Love I think Drew. Drew is just a kind, gentle soul. She's a scattered hot mess, but so am I. So the both of us are peas in a pod. <laughs> but she goes on this, Oprah goes on Drew Barrymore. And Drew has this couch where she sits with some of her guests. Mm -hmm. And when she sits with those guests, she gets like really super close to them. She like, puts one knee up on the couch mm -hmm. and then she moves in and on occasion she'll do like the, the touching the knee or the shoulder or whatever. She grabbed Oprah's hand at the beginning of the interview and would not let it go. You could even see at one point Oprah like pulled her hand away and drew grabbed the other hand. She just adjusted her grip. <laughs> 
No. And now Oprah claims that she did not feel any discomfort, but I think it's pretty clear from the videotape, which I'm not going to show here because it's the Drew Barrymore show and I don't want a uh, cease and desist notice. Yeah. But uh, it's clear to me that Oprah looks uncomfortable by yes, Drew just... Yeah, if you pull your hand, yeah. you draw back, that is definitely a sign of discomfort. How strange. How strange. O- Oprah is probably not used to having people physically interact with her probably not. like that, right? I'm sure Oprah has this probably Pavlovian response to people reaching out to touching her, which is leave me alone. <laughs> because when you're that famous... Yeah, no touchy. No touchy. No touchy. No ticky, no tacky, no touchy, no watchy, you know? <laughs> That's why she bought a whole island in Hawaii or whatever. She wants to get away from people, not be near them. And she's like probably the most famous woman on earth, I would probably. guess. Um, and maybe the one of the most famous people on earth. And this whole interview is just a little bit cringe. And I wonder what's going through Drew's head. And and not that she can't touch Oprah. I mean, that's up to her, them, I guess. But I just wonder what's going through her head, why she has to get so physical with her guests. She yeah, did the same thing with... Um, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, when she came on, she was like really up in our face, very is close. Is she like a needy for human connection? I think so. Yeah, she yeah. might be. Drew kind of had a like a... She had a rough start. Yeah, wasn't God she really like, doing blow at nine yeah. or something? Yes. Yeah, when you do blow at nine, you're definitely <laughs> yes, going to have some was. adult <laughs> therapy issues. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? She when had, to, she yeah. had to hang out with E.T. That had to be traumatizing yeah. at four. Yeah, I <laughs> am traumatized by E.T. to this day. There are scenes in E.T. that I, I don't want to watch because it takes me back to my childhood when I was really scared. All those tubes coming out of the house, like that made me just an was, E.T. Yeah. You know, kind of like shuffling around. <laughs> I always felt it very unnerving. Um, but she also grew up in the eighties when she was a child star in the eighties, there was like a whole brat pack of kids that were running around just doing drugs and drinking at such a young age. Because all their parents were wasted at the parties and nobody was paying attention. And yeah, she was in like rehab at 13 or something. Yeah. We just watched, um, Chrissy and I just watched, uh, we did like a little Corey Feldman breakdown and Corey was talking about, she was saying, when I got sober, you weren't quite sober, but you were there for me. It was a safer place than some of the... I could go to you because you were a safer place than some of the other people that I that I was around. And Corey was like, yeah, you know, I went into rehab, out of rehab, into rehab, out of rehab. Now I'm permanently out of rehab. He must be. Um, but to be given cocaine at age nine, yeah, I think that probably causes, yeah, you know... Some- uh, attachment issues some attachment issues yes and then i think she had a rough i think she had a rough relationship with her mother or her father or something like that probably all of them i'd love drew i think there's you know good for her in the show and you know what a remin what kind of like a renaissance of her career sure but you don't have to be so fucking close Touchy. to people yeah yeah that's what, i don't like touching people especially I, after the covid times we don't do that anymore it's so weird to think that just two years ago we were six feet apart with masks on yeah. everywhere that we went. Hugging became a no-no. Hugging, touching. I thought the handshake would go yeah. the way of the dodo bird. It did. It did. It, it has? I still know a lot of people that only do the knuckle bump. They only do the knuckle, the yeah. fist bump, huh? No more. No more no shakesy handsies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about it, it was probably a bad idea in the first place. I mean, people's palms. They uh, yes. wipe their butts with it. They whack off with it. They touch railings with uh, my, it my brother calls those coke uh freestyle machines dick finger machines dick fingers <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know somebody just came out of that bathroom and Had now is picking the coke oh i didn't even think about yeah. that thanks jason i will never use one of those machines again 
Yet another thing now I can't touch out in public. You will never look at one of those and not call never, it a dick finger machine again. Never, ever not call it a dick finger. As a matter of fact, I have an image of my own dick just touching that. Like, just oh, using I'm just it sharing to... dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I just, now I have a vision of multiple people using their dicks to just control the, hey, what do you want, Bob? Ah, give me a strike. He just takes out his dick and just starts banging the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Holding down the ice button with his half hard. You want some ice in that? Yeah, do me a favor. Give me some ice in that. I appreciate it. Hey, nice schlong there, Tommy. Thanks, buddy. I got a a half hard back on the mellow yellow. (laughs) I got a little pee-pee poo-poo in your drink. I hope you don't mind. Ah, shit, I don't care. What do I give a shit? I'm shaking people's hands. Why do I care? (laughs) I I do agree that shaking people's hands was kind of a weird thing in the first place if you think about it. But I go to to meetings or I say hello to people or I'm at the school and introducing myself and people put out their hands pretty regularly. I'd rather give you a hug to be quite frank because this has not been, you know, where my moms have been. Yeah, that's true. You know, I had my morning press conference with the kids in the the shitter. (laughs) In the poo-poo pee-pee room. (laughs) And I was reading this article about how... This lady was saying, she was saying on TikTok, that when you leave the toilet seat open and flush the toilet, it's just about the worst thing that you could do. Yeah, it flies. It flies everywhere. Yeah, fecal matter just everywhere. And so I I think I'm pretty religious about putting the toilet seat down in general. And shut the door to the water closet so your toothbrush doesn't end up with... That's right. But then my kids just come sliding in there. They're just crawling all over the place. (laughs) Yep. My youngest one started to crawl, and she opened the door this morning, like with her head, like pushed the door open, and she was like, da 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 da, and I was, oh god, don't be on that floor, please, Ew. for God's sakes, you're getting pee pee poop. And then I thought to myself, what do I care? Like, girl's it. full of shit anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? She's got diapers. She's literally sitting in her own stink for yeah. half the day. What does it really Just let matter? It go. Yeah, but I'm thinking about moving the pre- or the morning press conference to some other area because it's just got me really disgusted after At I saw that. At least it's just family cooties, though. Yeah, that's true. You all share the same coot. It's, they, yeah. I mean, they cough right, my niece and my nephew, right into my mouth. Just right into it. The baby has like a cold or something? Yeah, you're and eating that. I know. And then the other day, I was watching her, and I had her on my on my belly. I was laying down, recovering from my balls getting snipped, <laughs> and I had her on my belly, and I was just kind of bouncing her, and she fell forward. And when she fell forward, this green snot oh, that was yeah. just sitting in her nose right. just expelled right into my mouth. And mm. I was like, uh... God, if she hadn't been laying on me i would have jumped like i saw a cockroach you know what i'm saying i grabbed her i jumped up i'm spitting i'm listerining the whole and then i'm thinking to myself well she came from me yeah what's the big fucking deal she came from me i literally saw her full of blood and guts right when she came out i held her when she still had sticky and placenta on her what does it really matter at the end of the day I just told my vasectomy story on air. Like, I mean, there's not much that's left up to the imagination. <laughs> Nothing is sacred. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is sacred <laughs> at all. I love that girl, but I don't want her snot in my mouth. I love my, I know. I raised three. I've got a niece and a nephew now. I love them more than anything. I don't want to eat their boogers. I just don't. I just don't. I'm just not interested. And you know, then the kids get to that age where they're starting to, you know, they get the finger in the nose. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like, exploring. Oh, they're eating it. And I'm yeah. like, hey, guys. Hands guys. in the pants, yeah. hands in the face. Oh, oh God. Yeah. They touch their butts. <laughs> Everything. They, yeah. They, they're so What's interested. This? I know. They're so <laughs> interested. They're exploring every part of their body and then they want to you know, give me a hug or feed me. That's, that's oh, the one yeah. thing. One of my kids wants to feed me, and I'm like, ah, I just saw you put your finger in your asshole. Could you not give me that chicken nugget? I certainly would appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, why is you, I, I want the cookie you're about to hand me, but why is your hand all wet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pee-pee-poo-poo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Why is it slimy? Yeah, why is there all that green stuff mm. all over your hand? Hey, what is that? I just picked my nose. <laughs> I had one of my kids one time when he found that the nose had things in it, you know? Yep. He grabbed it and he's like, what's this, daddy? Stuck it right on my nose. <laughs> Stuck it right on my nose. And I was like, oh um. my God. You got to understand, I'm not a normal person when it comes to bodily fluids. You could... I could walk up on the scene of a car accident where someone's head exploded and I would be in full get it done mode. Like I wouldn't care that there was blood and guts everywhere, but I cannot handle pee pee, poo poo, and boogers. I know. I just can't handle it. It's not something that I can do. And this is another reason why I'm never going to be on Ozempic is because <laughs> I can't, I don't like the fact that I shit. Let, do I, I don't want to accelerate wanna that. Yeah. That's right. I've got Ozempic. It's called my morning coffee. It's coffee. Yeah, it's coffee. Yeah. The second that I look at that coffee, I'm running down the hallway. There's a handoff that goes on in the morning. It's like, you know, I run to the kitchen and then someone hands me the coffee and then I run <laughs> on the way to the bathroom, yeah, on the way to the bathroom <laughs> with my boxers. I'm already pulling my pants down. That's right. I don't even have to drink it. And I'm already in the mode where I'm going to poop. And that's when the kids, you know, run behind me like it's a parade. It's the morning press conference. <laughs> gotta get We're going to gonna daddy. be late. Yeah. What's daddy watching on Instagram? Let's see. I know, and I'm always telling them, guys, go get dressed. Go get dressed for school. I have questions. questions. What are you doing? I know. Why? 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 That's what I get. 24 fucking hours a day. Why? 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 Why do you eat your boogers? Why do you stick your hand in your butthole and then put it in my mouth? Why, why do you do those Why is there green things? stuff always yeah. coming out of your face? Why are there boogers all over your bedroom wall? Why? why? Because I told you, please do me a favor. This is my rule. Explore. Knock it out. Put your boogers eat them, cook a meal, <laughs> stir fry snot. I don't give a shit, but you do it in the bathroom and you wash your hands after, after. you do it. Yeah. That's that's where you go. Just you go, be neat. Yeah, there are some things you just do in private. It's, it's the same rule I'm going to have about whacking off. Close <laughs> yeah. the fucking door. Please lock it. Please lock it. I don't want to walk in on you. You don't. you don't want me to walk in on you. you. Can't. I can't undo it. I can't undo it's it. It scarred me for life. That's right. It's like looking at the business end of a... Mm-mm. Natural birth. Like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Do you know what I'm saying? Children, lock your doors. Sh- doing lock that? your doors. That's it. I'm going to have like a little, I think I'm going to get like a little sign made. Get a little, you know? just use the scrunchy roll. Yeah, EPM in progress. You know what I'm saying? And just EPM in progress. And I'm just hanging out the front door. Next ticker, EPM in progress. Write it in the book. There it is. EPM in progress. That's amazing. That's as good as I yeah. love it. I'm, but I'm going to do it because I'm just going to. I, I want to be as honest with these children as you possible. You have to be. You kids. This is how you. T- did you take this road? Like, hey kids, this is perfectly natural, normal. 100%. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Jizz away, kids. Jizz away. Please, I'd rather you take care of it yourself. Yeah. And seek the help of others. Don't do it into a t-shirt. Leave our good towels alone. You know, find yourself a nice yeah. uh, raggedy ass cloth and you're in charge of washing it. Let me show you how to do the laundry. That's right. Because that's where I'd prefer that if you're... If you're old enough to EPM, you're old enough to wash the laundry. Y- yes. <laughs> I'd like your protoplasm to go somewhere <laughs> besides my work shirt. Do you know don't what I'm make saying? Me, don't make me peel your socks. Yeah. You can use my save Ferris shirt. <laughs> that. That might take more money after a yes, few Yes, that's this. right. If you pay for my... <laughs> Save Ferris shirt. You can use my Save Ferris shirt as a whack off cloth. I don't care because yeah, everyone's got everyone has one, and everyone's got to get to this. Did you just tell your children, hey, listen, this is perfectly normal, natural, a hundred percent? Well, my daughter, I let my ex husband handle the talk with the boy, good, um, because it's just awkward. Yeah, um, but yeah, I bought her, you know, a bullet. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. The kind you do cocaine with or the kind that no, you... Oh, okay. Silly. Just And then I like did her <laughs> laundry and washed it. I was like, shit. So oh. I ordered another one. Just oh. like left it in her. You are like mother of the year. <laughs> you bought a bullet for your kid? Hell yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one listen, of those. Listen, like I said, I'd rather you do it on your own. Good for you. Figure out your own body before you go sharing it with other people. Agreed. So understand yourself first. And uh, then if you can always take care of it... Then... Why do you need anybody else? Honestly. Honestly. Well, the kids aren't having sex these days. They anyway, really aren't. So they aren't. I know. It's, it's a, crazy. We're going to have a whole problem with this. Mark my words. If we're still here in 20 years, and we will be because this show makes 12 cents an episode. But if we're still here in 20 years, mark my words, there's going to be a birth rate problem. Because there already is. The kids aren't having sex. There already is. A and birth I say rate kids. Problem. I mean, like, you know, late teens, early 20s. Yes. They are not having sex. And they don't want kids. No. For this, I don't blame them. Actually, no, uh, they can I've, barely afford to feed themselves, barely afford to feed themselves. They really feel the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. They don't want to bring children into a world that they already see as unfair and fucked up. Yep. And 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 in a lot of ways it is. And I totally understand. So don't worry. I got it covered for you because I had 22 <laughs> children. So don't worry about it. <laughs> You're good. I got at least a few of you covered out That's there. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's take a, a break. And then I want to talk about the Pogues. Okay. You want to talk about the Pogues? Let's do it. Let's talk about the Pogues. We'll be right back. Hello again, my little podcast pals. It's Christina, and I am just here to remind you once again to go on over to tcbpodcast.com because that is where all of our episodes live. Want to get involved with the show? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. If you don't want your voice played on the show because, look, I get it, I'm only here under duress, you can text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. And as always, please remember to go follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And also, don't forget about our precious little YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Commercial Break. I promise those videos are worth your time. Now, let's listen to some sponsors and then we'll get back to whatever they were talking about. All right. So, the Pogues. What do you know about the Pogues? 90s band. 90s. Grungy. All, like, all, no, yeah, like, all like punk band. And actually, they were back in the 80s, I think, is when they really, okay. really started. And uh, Shane, the lead singer, writer of the band, he just passed away. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, giving their... Like, it's it's very viral right now. Mm-hmm. This... I don't know a whole lot about the Pogues. I, I like the music that I've heard from them. It's kind of like, I don't know... What's what's the best way to describe their music, do you think? I think you would probably call it, like, <sighs> Irish punk. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me give you the Wikipedia, so for those of you that don't, that don't know who the Pogues are. So, the Pogues are an English or an Anglo-Irish Celtic punk band. I was right. Celtic, okay, Celtic Irish punk, punk band, yeah. right? Shane McGowan. And others founded uh, in King's Cross, London, which is where I stayed, actually. When I went to London, I stayed at King's Cross. Um, and so then they they had this band. They formed in 1982. They were okay. only around for just a couple of years. And then they did some, like, you know, comeback tours and stuff like that or whatever. They were trying to, to capitalize on it. By all accounts, Shane McGowan was a good man. He was, like, a super sweet, empathetic human being. He So super sweet and empathetic that he left a $12,000 blank check for his funeral bar tab. He wanted his friends to have a (laughs) A good good time. time. That's right. That's the kind of guy I like. Yeah. I can drink on your dime even when you're dead. Yes. Uh, 
So he passed away. I think he was ill. Um, he was fighting, um, I think, cancer. He passed away, but he, there is one song during Christmas time that I cannot wait to fucking hear. There are a couple of them, but there's one that I just can't wait for around Christmas time. And it's the Pogues New York Fairy Tale. Have you heard this song? I don't know. I can't. I know you have. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to sure. play it for you. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it gives me a chance to play one of my favorite Christmas <laughs> songs, quite frankly. And I know there's copyright and all that other bullshit. I just want to play a little bit of it. You'll know it when you hear it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Um. There was Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk tank so we're watching the video here in the studio, and that is Matt Dillon, Dillon yeah, that is, is is in this video. And all man said to me, won't see another one. And I only sang a song, the rare old mountain dew. I turned my face away and dreamed about. He's such a great man, such an awful set of teeth. But here, (laughs) for the first 3,000 times I heard this song, I have not a fucking clue what Shane is singing about. Not a clue. But it's like there's some weird, beautiful art happening here, and I just don't know what it is. But. Years from so happy Christmas. I got that part, so happy Christmas. <laughs> I love you, baby. I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. It's like such a beautiful song. Yes, such a beautiful song. Very and uplifting. Now, in the beginning, not so much. Yeah, there's some stuck uh, in the drug tape. Uh, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I don't understand a fucking word he's saying in the beginning. I mean, I do. I know the lyrics now, but I didn't understand yeah. a word that he was saying. But he, it's just such a brilliant song for Christmas. I, I just love it. I don't know why. I, and the boys in the NYPD are playing whatever. I don't yeah. know, but it's beautiful, <laughs> and I loved it. And it touched me in, I don't know, in a way that no other Christmas song has made me feel. And when I first heard it, long, long, long time ago, when I first heard it, I was like, who is this fucking band that put this beautiful song together? Well, it happened to be the Pogues. Well, now Shane's uh, passed away. But I hope this Christmas song lives on forever. I really do. It I just, will. 
I'd love it. You think so? Yeah, because you know how Christmas songs live on is you play them for your kids and your kids are nostalgic about it. Then they'll yeah. play it for their kids. I was watching, uh, I was reading about um, Mariah Carey. You know that that this lady who sang, was it Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree or something? She, that came to, it became the number one hit single. I know that song, but I don't know the lady. I, I think I'm not mistaken that Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was a song that was like, you know, it's like 30, 40, 50 years old. Yeah. And the lady who sang that song has never had a top 10 hit until, um, I think it's called SoundScan, the people who like keep track of the charts, started allowing songs to come back on the charts like perennially. So uh. Christmas songs. So Mariah Carey's is, of course, always up there at the ta- top. Yeah. I think with that Wham song. What is that Wham song that they sing? The you know George Michael's Christmas tune that he's got there. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it's just George Michael. I know it. It's on my Christmas yeah, okay, list. Right, but yeah, okay. Anyway. anyway. So all these people are starting to pop back up on the charts. Well, this lady, after almost 50 years, gets her due when Good she gets a number her. one <laughs> single. I only hope the same thing happens for... Uh, Shane and his delightful yes. folks because he paid the bar tab after you're dead. That's the thing to do. I think I'm going to do that. I need to do this. Yeah, I'm gonna if go I had twelve thousand dollars, listen, twelve thousand dollars. Start saving now. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than twelve thousand dollars for my friends. For my friends, that's yeah, for sure. Because the bar tab is going to turn into the coke tab. Is going to turn into the you know hangover tab. Is going to turn into the more coke tab. I just know it's going to go on for days. So I'm going to have to get a lot more than twelve thousand dollars. But to think about that yeah. as a human being. Before you pass away, to say, I really want you guys to have a good party. And so I don't I'm want paying you to the go bar broke tab. Doing That's it. right. I don't want you to go broke doing it. So I'm paying the bar tab. And the most beautiful thing was they're in this like big, huge church. I'm sure it's somewhere in England or yep. Ireland or something. They're in this big, huge church doing the service. The casket's there in the middle. The priests are all standing there, full regalia. And they're singing this song. There's like, Aww. you know, everybody in the church is singing the song. How they know the lyrics, I'm not sure, but I guess they gave a copy out beforehand to let it's people know. It's in the know, program. Yeah, it, in the program to let people know what to say. Uh, but it's just like, this, it seemed, that's that's the way I want to go. Not at the yeah. church, but that's the way you send me out, Tina. When you're there, just tell everybody who wants to, you know, frill me up and you know say nice things. I don't know who's going to have nice things to say about me, but when they want to do that whole number, just remind them, Shane McGowan, please. Please, Shane McGowan. I want people singing. I want them dancing. I don't want priests in full regalia, but no. if priests want to come, that's okay. Uh, and I want. I would. I'd like to do it at a dive bar. Actually, I think that's the ap- appropriate thing to do. Put the urn right in the middle. Yep. And say Brian Green. Play a something father, on the jukebox. <laughs> a <pragmatic>. son. <laughs> a pragmatic pragmatist. A terrible guitarist. A mediocre lover. Sometimes funny. <laughs> made way too many episodes of the commercial break. But he paid the bar tab. Let's can we do give a, shots. Can we give an applause <laughs> for the guy who paid for the bar tab? That's for sure. That's for sure. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I grew up listening to Christmas records, and so we would take turns playing the Andy Williams, the uh, Elvis, yep. the Chipmunks, the Peanuts. Oh, such I good love stuff. the Peanuts. Yeah. My grandma had like this old hi-fi system. You know what I'm talking about? Like the cabinet. The That's big what we had to yeah, The speaker's just, taller than we were. Yep. Yeah. It just, it looked for those of you who are. It looked like a piece of furniture. Yeah, it was a piece of furniture. Yeah, it, it was took like up a space. It was like a, imagine just a big, I don't know, chest. That's something you would put in the front of your house, like in an entrance of a house or in a bedroom. But instead of having drawers in it, it had speakers on the side that Knobs. were. Yeah. Like ornately <laughs> yeah. decorated. 
right? And then the top popped up, and there was a record player, yep. and usually knobs, so you could turn on. And my grandma had one that had the eight track in it too. Ooh. So we had all these eight tracks of Christmas songs, and you know, you just she'd just keep putting in other Christmas album, other Christmas album. It's such a good time, and I think, I think. One thing so unique about Christmas time is that the most popular songs tend to be the ones that are very old. Very old. Very old. It's like we got stuck in some kind of Christmas stasis and no one is making good Christmas music anymore. And there was a time when, yeah, artists wanted to. I remember when Christina Aguilera put out her Christmas album. Okay. I did go buy it. Yeah. Um, God bless it you, was child. pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> But it used to be a thing, like, that's when artists felt like they made it, was when they put their Christmas album out. People yeah. don't do that anymore. They don't do that. Well, I think no. they think if it's kind of a dud, you know? A Christmas music's already been done. There's nothing more to do. I don't know if it's already been done. I just don't know how much original content no. is out there. They're just re-singing yeah. the same old songs that... It's Christmas. It's Christ's birthday. You can't make a statement like that because then you know you're not gonna you're gonna get canceled or whatever. Yeah. And so you just you you either sing the classics, claiming that baby, I didn't write it. Outside. I'm just singing. Yeah, yeah baby, yeah. it's cold outside. It's not <laughs> rapey, a song. Rapey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. I totally understand. Yeah. The lyric is a little disconcerting. It's a classic. We can't go I know. changing just it. Leave yeah. It's Christmas. Yeah. There's Come a lot on, of Christmas. stuff from a long time ago that we're not gonna agree with today. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we have to erase history, right? That's I, my opinion, anyway. How much more sensitive? What's that? I said, how much more sensitive are we supposed to get? Well, I don't know. Now you can't sing that. And now every time I watch Elf, I think, oh, Elf's going to get canceled pretty soon because they sing that song in the shower scene. Remember? No. I love that movie. It, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yeah. And he's just met that girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. the uh, I can't remember who plays. Which, which actress plays in that? I can't remember. But anyway, Will Ferrell's character, Elf meets the girl at the department store and then he goes there early to set up for Christmas and he decorates the whole department store and all those wonderful Christmas decorations. And then he's in the bathroom and she's taking a shower. I don't know why a department store has a shower and why yeah, she's taking bizarre. one there, but okay, let's just run with it. And they start, she's singing, Baby, It's Cold Outside, and he starts singing the other part to it. And then they have a little duet going on before she realizes she's being sung to by a creepy elf that's standing outside <laughs> watching her take a shower and yeah okay i get it and so every time i watch that scene i think to myself oh, oh yeah no, this, this is getting canceled this might be Elf's the, out the way out the door <laughs> uh i think my favorite christmas song is either the pogues but i've always had like a i don't know like a little soft spot for little drummer boy Carol of the Bells, Carol definitely the Bell. one of my favorites. I always felt like I was the little drummer boy when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. was that kid who would come give Jesus presents, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Catholic Brian. Here's some good cocaine. It's a fun <laughs> song. <laughs> a little Rochambeau. <laughs> I know it's cold outside, but um, bum bum bum. Why it's a good time to get high, but um, bum bum bum. Um, bum bum. I love that song. It's a fun reason. song. It's a fun song. All the Christmas tunes are fun they to sing. They are, I know. And you can, aside from the pugs, you can normally make out the lyrics. Yeah, but as a kid, yeah. you can sing along. It's true. It's true. You can be in the little Christmas play. Were you in the yeah. little Christmas play ever? Yes, I went to a Christian school, believe it or not, for my first two years. Oh, you did? I did. I didn't know that. Smyrna Christian Academy. Oh, yeah, really? I sure did. And so did they send you to uh, church every once in a while? Chapel every day. Oh, really? After lunch. Wow, that's very day. serious. It was. Yeah, we went to Mass one, at least once a week, probably more like twice a week when I was uh, going to Catholic school. And uh, not, not my favorite part of the day, if I'm being real honest, because no, those teachers... 
it was nap time, <laughs> only the teachers were keeping an eye out specifically for the nappers, of which I was one, you yes. know? And so, and all the sitting and kneeling and standing and sitting and kneeling and standing and sitting That's and kneeling much, and standing. Yeah, my, my school didn't do that. It okay. was more um, Protestant yeah. in nature. I, good for but the yeah, Protestants. After lunch, you expect a bunch of six-year-olds to pay attention to some... No. 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 Because you know when the worst time in the world to have a meeting or anything you have to pay attention to yeah, is? right after you're 30 you minutes yeah. before you eat or 30 minutes after you. It's scientific fact. Proven. That's why I don't eat before I do these episodes. <laughs> because if I ate before I did these episodes, both, they would yeah. be much worse than they <laughs> already are. And I just don't want to subject anybody to that. So I don't eat. I like to be hungry when I get in here, you yes. know? It make, gives me fuel. <laughs> it makes me drive. So I could talk about Christmas songs for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> what was that, that? That one song, it's not a Christmas song. It's actually a New Year's song. Um, I can't remember it. Uh, it's like a cheesy love song. I don't know New Year's music. You I don't know, know New Year's music? I didn't know it was a it's genre. It's played during Christmas, but I think it's really about New Year's. Okay. It's... Um, Oh my gosh! I now now I'm forgetting how it goes because I'm now all I have in my head is that fucking boat song yeah. or little drummer, drummer boy. boy. That's right. Just sing some more of that; it'll come back. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a song sung by some cheese yacht rocker in the '70s that I just love during Christmas time too. Always brings a little tear to my Christmas time is a is an emotional time. It can be. It can yes. be. Yep. It can be. And you know why? It's an emotional time because I know I'm going to go broke every Christmas yeah, buying 22 children <laughs> Christmas presents. We're all crying right before everyone files bankruptcy in That's February. Right. Do you, <laughs> all, right before the credit card companies start calling us. It is peak season, by the way. February is peak bankruptcy season. Well, because everyone just says, I'm going to blow whatever cash <laughs> yeah. I have on Christmas. I'll deal with it in the new year. Yep. Yeah. This is peak denialism season is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to say this, December 11th is the day when more breakups happen than any other day of the year. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty fucking shitty is what it is. You're yeah. trying to get out of the relationship right before you have to buy a Christmas present. You're feeling the pressure. You know the relationship's not working out. You're going to have to buy a Christmas present. And you say, you know what? Let me do it before Christmas. I know somebody that actually did do a breakup on oh, December yeah, 11th. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Oh, was that December 11th? No, uh, not well, me, but someone else I know, yes. Oh, really? Yep. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Wow. See, I read it, and it's true. It's true. It fuckers. Can confirm. But you know what? Then I always say to, like I say to people who are, oh, my relationship's so shitty, but I don't want to break up with her because... No, never drag it out. I Just... say, listen... There is no good time for a breakup. There is. There is never a good time for a breakup. Christmas fucking day. There's never going to be a good time. It's always going to be a new season. Fourth yep. of July, Easter, Christmas vacation, holidays, birthdays, birthdays. All of it, yeah. It's always there's always going to be an excuse. If you're making excuses to drag it out, it means you still want to be in the relationship. If it's December fucking twenty fourth at eleven fifty eight, and you realize it's and over, you realize it's over, break up with them right over. then. Yeah. Uh, trust me, everyone's going to be better yeah, for it. Yeah, be it was, and then one one guy told me this is just recently actually. It's like, well, then you know, Christmas becomes a shitty occasion for her because I broke up with her, and I'm like, you're thinking no, way too much of yourself. One Christmas bro. might be shitty. Yeah, but. you're thinking way too much of yourself. I guarantee you're not going to psychologically damage someone's Christmas for no. life if you break up with somebody during Christmas season because we're all big boys and girls. We can handle it. And it's true. Maybe she didn't buy you a gift yet, and you're saving her the hassle. That's true. You know what I often find? If you're looking to break up with her, she's probably she, looking to break up with you. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. It's a fact. Yeah. I, I very rarely 
in my life have experienced a breakup that wasn't expected or anticipated on both, both sides. sides. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. On the occasion. You can feel it. Yeah. There's the occasional sneaky, like, oh, I've been sleeping with your sister this whole... You know, that kind of crazy <laughs> story. You've been falling for my lies yeah, the whole time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Christmas song from the Pogues is about a, a tortured relationship, by the way. Just yeah, he was serenading her from the drunk tank. And then he was <laughs> fist fighting her <laughs> on the video. I love it. Ah, 1982. Christmas cheer. 1982. It was a different time. <laughs> Most of our listeners probably weren't even born in 1982. Probably not. But that's okay. All right, tcbpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about the show. You can also watch the video and all the audio. It's right there from one location. The entire library. Don't go searching all over. Just go to the website and uh, hit play. There you go. Uh, for those of you that have been asking, we will pick up on the audio scavenger hunt. That will happen in January. I'd like Chrissy to be here when we do that. So that's the reason why we've pushed it back. It will happen. We're just going to do it in January. It'll be the beginning of season five as Yay. opposed to the end of season four. Uh, TCB podcast on TikTok at the commercial, the commercial break <laughs> on, on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to cut that clip so we can have that here. Uh, the commercial break on Instagram, youtube.com slash the commercial break. If you'd like to watch any of our videos, we put out our full interviews there, clips every single day of the week. So please go there, subscribe, like on your favorite video, comment. My farts get more views than yes. your channel. Yes, I agree with you. Call YouTube, ask them to send this around a little bit more. And 626, ask TCB the number three. That's 626, ask TCB the number three. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas. We're taking them all. It's toll free. Not to worry. We'll pick up the charges. You can also leave us a voicemail. But if you do, just be aware that we may use your voice. So if you leave a voicemail, don't leave uh, uh, information you otherwise wouldn't want out there in the world. And that's why we don't play these voicemails, because everyone leaves information I'm pretty sure they would rather not have. <laughs> so guys, just be mindful. Okay? You got it? All right. Oh, and get your free piggy fronting sticker. Go to the website. Contact us. Give us your physical address. We'll send it off. Okay. Thanks for sitting in the seat. I really appreciate it. Anytime. I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Tina and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. Goodbye.